the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to your current side is on 960 The Patriot. My dear friend and business partner is running a couple of minutes late this morning, so I'm going to go ahead and start without him, because as they always say, the show must go on. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember, Jeremy, if it was last week or the week before, we talked about credit, and the title for the radio show was Credit's More Than Just a Score. So Jeremy's pointing to, so that was two weeks ago. So here's another example of that credit just being a score. I helped a gentleman a couple of months ago order a Mercedes-Benz. And he was on a list at another dealership. And he was so far down the list that maybe in 2026, he might see the car. Very limited production availability vehicle. And it was a total redesign after a really, really long time that they came out with this new model, redesign. And he got a deal that he knew he'd never get on his own. And he ordered the car, no deposit, no nothing. And the funny part about it was the dealer actually said, hey, Gary, when the car comes in, if he doesn't want it, we'll be happy. Because in California, these vehicles were bringing a huge amount of money over MSRP. When I say a huge amount of money over MSRP, some of the dealerships in California were charging close to a Kia Sorento over MSRP. That's $30,000, $40,000. So about three weeks, we knew, we knew when the car was coming. We had a 10-day window. He mentioned to me, can I finance the car? Absolutely, you can finance the car. Nobody says you have to pay cash. So we know what day the car's coming. We now have it narrowed down, and he's, he's nervous about something. And I'm telling him, not, don't worry about anything. We'll get it sorted out when the car's here. We're not pulling your credit till the car's here. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. So I went online, and I filled out a credit application for him. And I didn't print it. I printed it. I didn't send it to the dealership. So I drove down to the dealership, and we pulled his credit. So I'm looking at his credit, and I'm seeing no reason why whatsoever this is going to be an issue. Because I'm looking at the score. But I also know enough to look at the score and look whatever else is there. So he has 27 accounts that have all been paid perfectly. He has an 867 credit score, and he is buying a $174,000 car, and we submit the loan with $20,000 down. Now, 867 credit score, $20,000 down, and he makes $5,000 a month from his part-time job and $40,000 a month from his job as a radiology 
oncologist. So he makes $45,000 a month. Now I'm thinking he's going to submit it to a couple of banks and we're going to get check marks right away. Well, the only thing that came back right away was from one of the banks in town local, the red check mark that he's declined. So I asked my buddy, hey, do me a favor, open that up, let's read why. Now this is why credit's only a score. And it's not just based on the score. He has a mortgage that's over $400,000. He makes $45,000 a month. However, the reason the lender turned him down was due to the fact that his prior car loan and the only car he's ever financed was $9,000. So he was jumping from a $9,000 loan to a $170,000 loan. And they didn't want to do that. That's 17 times, basically, 18 times what you've been paying. Now, when you finance a car, it goes on your credit bureau for the dollar amount that you financed, what your payment is, and what your current balance is, according to the credit bureau. And the payoff may not be exact because of payments that were made or interest that's accrued during the month. However, when you lease a car, many lease companies only start with what the total of the 36 payments would be and what the payment is. They don't show what the original cost of the car was. So he got turned down by one bank. The other three banks all agreed to do it. However, he had to put $40,000 down. Now, the $40,000 wasn't an issue, wasn't a problem. But I never in a million years, and I've been doing this a long time, would have thought for one second that he would get declined. Now, when I looked at the credit after it got declined, I knew right there, because one of the things that I told him when we first started was the issue that we're going to have is the amount of credit you're asking for. You've never had a car loan like that. Typically, if you have a $10,000 car loan and you're going to buy another car, they might be okay without questioning anything going to a twenty dollars or $30,000 car loan. Going to a forty dollars or $50,000 car loan, you might get a couple of questions. However, going from $9,000 in payments on a lease to a $171,000 car loan, there was a whole lot of questions. They were questioning what was on his credit, why he has this, why he has that. But like I said, he's a doctor, makes $45,000 a month, and at the end of the day, we got him approved. But this is the thing about understanding how your credit actually works, the impact that things have on your credit, such as using a credit card, not paying off the balance entirely every month. Uh, carrying a balance on credit cards that lowers your available credit affects your ability to buy things sometimes due to the fact that your credit score drops. Now, there is a bank that I was in a dealership the other day, and they, I was listening while they were talking to the bank, and the bank wanted to know how the customer was making the down payment. And... The finance manager told him he's putting the $5,000 on a credit card. Well, the bank wouldn't approve him because that $5,000 now became debt. 
So he really wasn't putting five grand down. He was borrowing $5,000 on his credit to do that. Now, part of that criteria was certain bank, this, this particular bank, if your credit score was under a certain number, they did not want you making your down payment on a credit card. Now, a lot of it had to do with more than just it being a credit card. It had to do with what the payment was going to be in relationship to the budget. What does he budget for? And then you have to add the credit card payment in. So there's a whole different bunch of things that the lenders look at when they approve you for a loan. And most of the approvals these days, they're done by a computer. Now, I've seen instances where the computers bought loans that I never in a million years thought they would have approved, and then I've seen computers turn down loans, like with this doctor, that I never in a million years would have thought it was an issue. Now, he picked up his car about a week ago. I think he's still sleeping in it. I can't remember the last time I saw somebody this excited to get his car. His car was supposed to be in a couple of days after it actually arrived. So when I was at the dealership and we were working on getting the loan done, all of a sudden my friend, the sales manager, walks over and says, hey, Gary, check this out. He points me out into the street and sitting on the street on top of the car carrier is the Mercedes. So with the Mercedes sitting there, he turns around and says, that's his car. So when he said that's his car, I called the doctor and I said, Doc, guess what? You don't look that good right now. You look a little peaked. I think you should leave work right now and come over here and get your your new car. And he was so excited. He basically hung up, got in the car, drove over, went and was there probably in 30 minutes in rush hour traffic. So I don't know how fast he went, what he did. But, folks, it's, it, it's all about understanding. And, you know, I helped a gentleman the other day get a, a Kia. And it was kind of a interesting situation. He called me in last week and wanted to get a Jeep Renegade. And Dana and I don't help... Bu- People buy vehicles that we feel are not good cars. And a Jeep Renegade's not one of my favorites. I don't believe Dana particularly cares for it either. So at the end of the day, I told him, I'd be happy to help you, give you somebody to talk to, but I'm not going to collect $400 helping you buy that car. So he calls up and says, how about a Nissan Frontier? Well, that's really simple. And to talk about how basic he wanted, he was okay with roll-down windows. Now, I kind of laughed when he said the roll-down windows until I saw his car. Well, we ended up talking about this vehicle, that vehicle, this vehicle, that vehicle, and he landed on a Kia Sportage. And he said to me, I'll be tickled pink if I can get $2,000 for my trade-in. Now, the trade-in was a 1998 Jeep Wrangler. Four-cylinder, manual transmission, didn't have roll-down windows, had zippers for windows because it was a, a canvas top. At the end of the day, we got to the dealership, and, and his trade was 
It was a 168,000-mile, 21-year-old car. That, you know, normally you wouldn't expect to be in, you know, great condition. And so this one was arguably just average, not... Nah, not, not even average. This no, would have been... Yes, sir. But I was it's not what I off. expected after talking to the gentleman. So I spoke to Dana. Actually, I said, Dana, you know, if he only wants two grand for the car, I might just buy it be something fun to run around with and then just get rid of it well when he showed up it had a hood ornament aka a dent it had body damage on the right side the tires were okay you had to push on the doors as you pulled out the handle to get the doors to open it was a wrestling match to get the key to work and when you turned the key it, like I said, a wrestling match. But when you did get it started, it did sound a little bit like there were marbles in the engine, which is not unusual for a 168,000-mile 2.4-liter Chrysler motor. The fact that it went that far is quite surprising. Air conditioning was out, and obviously we traded the car in. But the funny part about it was later in the day I got a call from the gentleman wanting to know what he could do to help Dana and I. We'll be back after a short break. We're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon. Valley. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. 
My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Welcome back to your current side on 960 The Patriot. Once again, I'm here on a sunny Saturday morning with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern. Like I mentioned earlier, you heard his voice in the first segment. He was running a couple of minutes behind. And very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. They absolutely, it's a pleasure to do business there. There's no games, no gimmicks, no this, no that, no this, no that. You know, they're they're one of the dealerships rare because you, you arguably almost don't see it, but... Really, it, it's almost like three-card Monty for, yeah. for the average person that goes into a dealership. Doesn't get any better. And for them, they're, they're not trying to hide things from you or trick you into doing something. They, they are there to try to obviously make a profit, earn your business, but they're not there to trick you. Now, I'm going to ask Dana a couple of questions because it leads to a phone call I had this week. What, why do you go to specific car dealerships? Well, it, obviously, it would be vehicle dependent to some degree. Obviously, if it were used, it makes it a much different scenario. But if it's a new vehicle, it's primarily because of relationship, because they understand that my purpose is to be there for our client and our client only. Um, finding out information as it relates to where uh you know, if they don't have the vehicle available, if one is available or when when one might be available. Now, right how do you answers. want to locate from your home? Well, obviously, unless you are a car dealer, which we're not, you, you can't. can't. And unfortunately, many dealerships, if you go into them, they choose to share with you what they find on a locate. When Gary and I talk to someone about availability, they fortunately tell us the truth and tell us what does, doesn't exist, what is coming in, what isn't coming in, and how long it might take to get one if there isn't one. Now, a couple of phone calls, a couple of things from listeners this week and, and, and clients. Gentleman calls me up. He wants to dodge Ram 2500 diesel. A lot of truck. Wants a long bed. Wants a Laramie, which is not top of the line, but it's closer to top of the line. He wants a moonroof. He wants a Ram box. Oh, I like those. But I've never seen one in a three-quarter ton. I have. You know, that's interesting that you say that. What it? Keen observation, yeah. Gary, because I, I don't think I have either. Now, he also wants a bench seat, seating capacity for six, which means you have a center console that folds up and down. And then he wants an off-road, the off-road package, which is skid plates. So I call a friend of mine to run a locate, and he sends it back. There is not a match for what he wants anywhere. Anywhere. That, that he means technically in the continental United States of America. Now, when I helped my wife get her last Dodge, I shouldn't say helped, but when my wife and I got her last Dodge, we ran a locate in the Dodge dealership. She wanted a 2015 Rebel with a cause, a moonroof without a cause. <laughs> I thought I did, but I'm sorry. It was funny. I know the movie. <laughs> but the funny thing was when we ran the locate, we went 3,000 miles. That's probably all the way to the East Coast, of course. Hey, and guess what? 
Zero. There was zero. Because in 2015, I don't believe that they, when they built the Rebels when they first came out, they were putting sunroofs in them. But the long and short of the story was I explained to the gentleman, if you want that car and you don't want to bend on anything, you're going to need to order it. And you don't order it wanting it in three weeks. You start that process eight to 12 weeks out. I think that's a really good idea, depending on the brand, perhaps even longer. And what the funny thing was, when I told him there was none out there, he actually sends me back, well, the closest one I could find. Well, guess what? The closest one you can find is not exactly what you wanted, and you said you only wanted exactly what you wanted. But the gentleman referred that referred that gentleman referred me somebody else as well. So the gentleman calls up, and he wants to buy a certain truck. And the truck's about seventy-five grand. So he had been to a dealership that's kind of close to his house, and they had the truck. He wasn't ready to pull the trigger, and he... Were you there with him? No. Then he couldn't have been ready to pull the trigger. Right. No, well, he didn't know about me at that point. Oh, sorry. So they were were just going shopping. So when he called me yesterday, he told me that they don't have that truck anymore. And I said, well, when I do business for those vehicles, I like to go out to a specific dealership. Now... It's a dealership that's nowhere near my house, and I have to pass just about every other brand dealership to get there. And, you know, Gary, as you say that, and we've helped thousands of people over the years that we've been doing this. And needless to say, we both kind of live in the Northwest Valley, not that it's relevant, but it's amazing how many times we don't have to go to a place, nor do you, more than once. And and that's my goal going to this place. I'm not going back and forth. And I like to go there because the GM's a really good guy, have a great relationship with the general, uh, the sales manager, and I have a great relationship with the salesman. It was kind of funny that this salesman grew up in a town that I lived in, and my wife's matron of honor was his best friend's mother in the same small world. Carrie Hunter, GMC. Yes, sir. When... I, I I don't talk about the, I didn't want to talk about the, the dealership or the person. So I called the, the sales manager and I said, you have the truck. So he starts reciting to me how they advertise cars and how they're going to sell the car. So I said to him when he was all done, I said, so in other words, Tony, Tony, me calling you, and I said it just like this, you're treating me like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry that walks into your dealership, okay? I'm not driving from 60, I'm not driving 40 miles to get the advertised price plus the dealer ads. So you need to figure out what you can possibly do to see what I can do to get this gentleman that lives about 10 minutes from me to drive all the way there as well. Well, 10, 15 minutes goes by and Tony calls me back and he says, well, if he has a certain kind of vehicle, he gets an extra rebate. I said, okay, so the extra rebate he qualifies for because he has a vehicle. And? But all of a sudden, in, in 30 seconds, the price is 1500 bucks better. So, and, and nothing will change when we get there. It's not going to be an oops, I didn't know this, oops, I didn't know that. That is so critical, Gary. You know, we don't really talk about that. When, when we agree to things, when we go into a transaction... The things don't change unless you decide to change them, meaning if you decide. That's when we're with you. 
correct. Go ahead. No, I, well, I was just suggesting that what you're saying is, is so true, that the people, if you are considering getting a vehicle, and you are very, very specific, as, as this particular gentleman clearly was, if, if you heard... Gary obviously saw the vehicle that he found, but Gary listened to him. Gary listened to what he said he actually wanted. And based on him saying that he was really not flexible, Gary didn't turn into a car salesman and try to sell him something that wasn't what he was looking it, for. It's funny what Dana just said, because the gentleman was extremely specific. Wanted four-wheel drive, wanted a dually. Wanted the tricoat white. Wanted a sliding rear window, which didn't matter because it's standard in the truck and it's actually electric. However, the hot button, okay, and if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. His wife wanted brown dune interior, not black. Once again, your car insiders, we work for you, not the dealer. Earnhardt and Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. At Earnhardt Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85014. Larry H. Miller Nissan's general manager, Bill Brixey, is committed to helping you find the new or used vehicle you've been searching for. Whether it is new or used Nissans or new or used cars from the top manufacturers, Bill can help. But here is the game stopper. Bill's finance staff offers expert advice to those seeking a great deal on a car or lease. Larry H. Miller Nissan has a top-notch service and parts department always willing to help you with your Nissan. Larry H. Miller is located at 2025 West Riverview Auto Drive in Mesa. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern, and in the event you would like guidance, assistance, and someone that only cares about your needs and your needs alone and trying to do everything in their power to accomplish what you're setting out to do, or someone that hopefully can explain to you that in the event that it can't be done, why and and perhaps even find ways that that it could be done depending on how you approached it the the nice and that would be first me dana 602 679 8324 and of course gary it could have said the exact same words out of his mouth and it would have been no 
different. Gary's number is 602-525-1370. Un- unlike car dealers, you know, when, when they wake up each morning and, and, and they go to work and they, they try to figure out, you know, what their plan is, so to speak, their their goal and their plan, of course, is to sell a car, certainly not help someone buy one, try to get as much profit on that potential customer for them as they can, as opposed to us with our clients doing everything in our power to save them each and every dime that we can. And then, of course, you know, there's there's just so many different variables to a car deal in most cases. You know, it would be really nice if it was just a dirt lot and the kind of car that you were looking for happened to be the one car that was on the dirt lot and it just had a price and they were willing to take something off it and you just had to go up to the cashier and pay for it. You know, that that would be a, an ideal world, but but that's obviously not the world that we live in. For the people that go out to make a, a purchase, and we've talked about this, you know, lots of times, the the average loan term, if someone finances a new car conventionally, is approaching six years. The average car payment today, average, is in excess of five hundred dollars on a new car. Well, I got to interrupt him for one second. I actually raised that average this week. You personally did? No, I did two car deals. One payment was 1900 and change, and the other payment was over 2500 bucks. Now, it sounds crazy, but it's all relative. Well, I can assure you that I know that at least one of those deals was on a Mercedes-Benz. They were both. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought they were, um, but one of the two in particular, the, the uniqueness of the car, and, and that's something that you guys can't do as a listening audience. You can't replace relationships and and friendships that are based on trust and, and based on a lot of time. If if you go and buy a car, you know, maybe every several years, as opposed to Gary and I, you know, numerous times a month, numerous times, not we want to do more, that's why we do this, but numerous times a month, we go out and, and help people acquire vehicles without taking any compensation from the dealers. And and so between, you know, arguably knowing many of these people's often for decades with having a, a full understanding of the used car market and, and, and being able to justify why they should pay as much as we want them to. You know, I was thinking about something that I was watching a movie and it was a movie that had some MMA fight scenes in it. And it was a movie. It was not actual. And when the ref was standing there, he said, now, here's the rules. There are no rules. So one thing I need you to understand about buying a car, I don't care who you are, I don't care what, you know, here's the one rule about the car business. There is no rule of thumb. Okay, I'm sitting here looking at an article that's talking about why it's the best reason to buy a car in the fall. Well, if you're looking for a 2019 Kia Sportage and you want an LX trim level, I believe I found one. Every other one was a 2020. So it depends on what you're looking for. Do you think that's like a, because it happens so much, not to 
I apologize, but it's it's like why do they advertise the cars they don't have any more of? Well, it's not even the dealer that's doing it; it's the manufacturer that does it. You're you're right. You know, I worked, why do they do it? I worked for Chevrolet in 2004. They had a specific truck that they advertised on TV. So. I was having a meeting. I was in a meeting with the general manager, our inventory manager, and the district manager from Chevrolet, ordering cars. And we were talking about the ad. And I said to him, let me ask you a question. Why do you advertise a truck that you don't even build? Well, it's the least expensive configuration. We're trying to generate traffic for you. Well, I don't need you to generate traffic for a confrontation. And that's because exactly when the customer happened. shows up and they don't we don't have it, they argue. Now, his career in the car business started after he graduated college in business management. He'd never sold cars before in his life. Remember, if you want, you can call me at 602-525-1370. Can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend for over 30 years now and my radio show co-host for over eight years now and and one of the finest car minds that, that I arguably know. The, it's, it's a pleasure to, you know, when I run into something, because of course I do, <laughs> just like anyone else where I'm not familiar I know that I can pick up the phone and there's a really good chance that if I don't know, Gary does. And That's a perfect example of what happened the other day. Dana had a client that was looking at a 2008, 80-some-odd thousand mile 80, Jeep Wrangler. Oh, they had the 83,000 okay. mile Wrangler. So, what a tough vehicle, by the way. We'll talk about yeah, this after he but, says. But, you know, Dana asked me, do I know anybody at the dealership? I said, you know, first time I heard the dealership's name when you mentioned it. And B, when I go to the website, they don't show anything about the employees. So I can't scan to see if maybe I do know any. Did the same thing, by the way. But the funny thing is I started looking at their inventory. So they had a Ferrari Testarossa. They had this. They, they had really nice stuff. I got a feeling some of that could actually be consignment. 
and and that's probably an educated guess. And I I couldn't advise. And let's just talk about this now, one. Here's the thing. Go ahead. It's it's a car that I'm not interested in helping. If you want a 2008 Jeep Wrangler with 80 some odd thousand miles on it, I'm not helping. Now, can I explain why? And you explain why? Because yeah. let's spend last bit of time doing that. And and so for me, my concern, of course, is our 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 goal is, and our purpose is to help people have a wonderful experience, not waste their valuable time, pay for the vehicle the right way, get what they need, don't get what they don't need, and get the heck out of there. That that's the 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 purpose and the goal of 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 each transaction with doing everything to both guide and protect the decisions for our clients along the way. When this particular facility or this particular vehicle, these are nice folks that I've known for years and years. And in fact, when I helped them get their last vehicle, it wasn't too long after Gary and I had started Your Car Insiders. And so it was in probably sometime in 2011 or early 2012. And anyway, they're now ready for another vehicle. Surprisingly enough, they had a great experience and they wanted me to help them again. And so the on this vehicle, Jeep Wranglers are one of the highest resale value vehicles that you can possibly buy period in relationship to cost, unless you're buying something that's going to appreciate because it's number one of whatever, or it's a collector's item. And here's the reason why that is. Resale value is based on a couple of things. One of them is the condition of the vehicle. One of them also has to do with the fact that I don't recall ever there being a really big incentive of any kind. Maybe once 500 bucks. Well, I've seen the best I ever saw once was 0% for 36 months, but who wants a $1,000 car payment? Only the people that can afford to pay cash. Now, in 2015, when my wife brought up the fact she wanted a Jeep Wrangler. Now, if you know me, I am not a fan. I don't like them. Okay? But it doesn't mean it's not a great vehicle. It's a cult vehicle. There's people that I know that's all they drive. However... When we went to the dealership, a fully loaded, really nice Sahara was in the low 40s, and a Rubicon was about 44000 bucks. Well, today, a new Rubicon can easily have an MSRP, because it's now a JL, not a JK, of over $50,000. Now, the biggest thing that you have to remember when you're looking at a Jeep, you want the last number in the model year to at least be a 2. And the reason that I say that is up until 2011, they used a certain motor. In 2012, they went to what's called the Pentastar, which was a hands-down, way better engine configuration for the vehicle. So when you start looking at these vehicles and you say it out loud that, Gary, it's a 2008, it's got 85,000 miles and they want 21 grand for it. Well, to me... That's a lot of money. You you would run if it, at least in my opinion. Right. And but continue, go ahead. But the thing that I found was, you know, if you go to the auction and you look at the auction reports, what I think of with that, if there's a Jeep at the auction, there's a reason that it's there. Could be something wrong with the vehicle. However, when you find one at a dealership. Their dealership's attitude is, 
you don't pay it, someone else will. And and that's the bottom line. Um, the reality is I, I, I can't in good conscience <laughs> recommend no. to a client that they spend even with him discounting the vehicle some which he agreed to do in excess of $20,000. And I, I think I told him, you know, my educated guess back in 2008 was the MSRP on that vehicle brand new was probably 34, 35, Gary, you think? And I would say it was a Sahara. Sahara. You know. And, and so the to, to spend 20000 or more dollars on an 11, almost 12-year-old vehicle that has no warranty that needs to say... And I the warranty that you could buy on that car, what's it going to cover? Who knows? But the the market, and, and that's the other part of it, and again, not going to help them buy it because it, it simply is too much money for the vehicle, in my opinion. And... When they bought it at the auction, which could look up, I'm pretty sure, if you're listening, that they paid eighteen five for it. Now, as you've heard Gary talking about this, he has very little interest in the vehicle at all, and, and it wouldn't be the vehicle for me either, in all sincerity. They're... they're like he said, they're a niche vehicle. They're incredible for off-wheel, off-roading, and 4 by 4 But I don't do that kind of stuff. And I'm not a fan of owning really old vehicles out of warranty that are made by Chrysler or Jeep. And so without having a crystal ball, to how, how do I help someone by collecting $400 from them? To do something we don't believe in. And, and then... God forbid something were to happen. Did I help them or was I just trying to make money for myself? Now, for four years, I was a sales manager in a Chevrolet dealership. And part of my compensation was a driver. So the joke... A a demo demo. driver. So the joke that we used to have in the car business was when you bought a car, there were the three C's. When you worked in the car dealership, you wanted the three D's. And those were a draw, a demo, demo, and and days off. off. (laughs) So I was allowed to take a new vehicle, put my dealer plate on it, and drive to and from work. And Those were the days. And I had a Corvette at the time, so... Help offset the miles. Right. I drove my Corvette on Sundays, and every other day I drove something from the dealership. Now, I had kids that were little at the time, so this was 2001, 2002, so my kids were probably eight and five. So they would always want daddy to pick them up in something cool. And unfortunately for me, the two coolest things that my kids liked were slug bugs, which was a game the kids played in the car that you would smack the other person in the car saying slug bug when you saw a Volkswagen Beetle. Gary, my 17-year-old today saw slug bugs and was playing it today. Right. So the other thing was a Jeep. So I drove home one day in a slug bug. Now I tell you, the only thing missing was the water because I thought I was in—I thought I was in an aquarium. There was so much glass. Now the other thing was this: I drove the Jeep home. Now driving a Jeep with four doors is completely different than driving a 35-inch tire, two-door Jeep 
with a manual transmission. Night and day. So what I did that day was I drove that Jeep home. I picked the kids up, and I drove those kids back to that car dealership. We went inside. I got them a little something in the cafeteria, and we went in, and I got something else to drive. But I want to touch a little bit about one thing that I need people to understand. Dana and I don't sell cars. We help people buy cars. So if you're doing something that we don't agree with, we don't take your money for helping you do something that's not in your best interest. And the most important thing that I tell people is when you're buying a car, if you're not having fun, okay? Now, it's it's still a business, but there's nothing easier than walking into some of these general managers' offices. Now, some of them actually still know how to work a car deal. We prefer to deal with people that are engaged like that, by the you way. Know, now, don't get me wrong. There are dealerships where the general manager sits in the back. There's, there's, there's tears, layers, tint on the window so you can't see in, and they don't work car deal. They are businessmen. They're businessmen. They were never superstars in the car business. When I got in the car business, the way you got promoted was each step of the way, you were a better and better car person. Now, meaning that when you were in sales, you got to be the assistant manager by consistently beating the other assistant managers. When you made it to assistant manager, you made it to then sales manager or finance manager by consistently beating your kind of like how I did it, kind of how it works. And then at least normally in the case of manage from your feet, not manage from your seat was always my approach. Yeah. And, the, and the joke that I, we had, uh, it's the same thing. There's some people in a car dealership call a sales manager, a sales manager. Some sales managers call themselves desk managers. So I'll never forget. It's a gentleman that said, Hey, a sales manager engages in sales. A desk manager engages sitting behind a desk doesn't work. Now, what I've always believed in, when you're a sales manager and you're working a car deal, if you send the salesman back in on a second turn and he doesn't come back with the car deal, he's not going to make a deal. You need what's called a change of face. Now, in 1988 and 1989, I worked with Dana and these sales managers were monsters. When they went on a car deal, the customer bought a car. And I will never forget, because we all have our... So there was a, there were two awards. One was Salesman of the Month, and the other award was High Gross of the Month. And I was neck and neck with the guy for High Gross. And the high gross was actually really cool because you got the same 250 that the, the salesman of the month got, but you got a 300ZX for a demo for the month. How you doing? So I have the 300ZX for a demo, and you don't tell people that the reason you're driving a 300ZX demo is because you're making the most money. Dana and I were good at selling cars. We used what we knew to now help people buy cars. But it was really funny I went in, I made a car deal, the woman was a judge. And I'll never forget it, because Dana wanted to make sure I won the high gross for the month again. And he comes back in, and he said, Gary, I don't know what I said, 
but she wants to go home and think about it. Now, I'm thinking he's joking. Usually that would be the case. And he wasn't. So it wasn't. I walked in and I named it after we were done. Was I, I called it the divorced spouse clothes. Because when we went in, she, she sat down and I started talking to her and she said, you know, when Dana came in, he made some really valid points for both vehicles. I was just trying to help him earn a little bit more profit for the company. So I need to talk to my ex-husband and see if he thinks I should get the truck or the car. And I looked at her and I said, now let me just get this straight. You're a U.S. judge and you're going to go ask your ex-husband what you think, what he thinks you should buy? And she looked at me and she said, you know... I'm going to take the car. He doesn't need to be borrowing my truck. (laughs) But it's all about having fun. If you're not having fun, don't buy the car. And if you're having too much fun, be careful. Be careful. Because they might be. If they say yes too fast, you might want to reconsider. We'll be back next week. Thanks again for listening. We're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.